Yes, Lord. With power in your we exalt thee in our worship. God of all the earth, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Dr. Mavis, what a privilege. It is bless you. Dr. Mavis, bless you. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Doctor. God bless you. Hey, Fort, I can see you. Bless you. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Manda Kabohaya. We thank you, Jesus. We are not ashamed of the gospel. The transforming power of God. For many of us, we are where we are today because of the transforming grace of God, the power of God. So wherever you are, just be grateful for what God has done in your life. His faithfulness. God has been faithful. You may not have everything that you want, but just learn to thank God. Learn, learn to thank God. Be grateful. And many reasons why you have to thank the Lord. So wherever you are, my friend Amwa Williams from U.S., bless you. Fuzia Baron from South Africa, bless you. God bless all of you. Many reasons that we can thank God. We have so much to thank God for. Bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I feel like releasing this word of prophecy for someone perhaps listening to me. I don't know who it is for. But the Lord wants you to know that you will not lack. You will not lack. I just want you to know that God can take care of you. His providence will make things possible in your life. Perhaps you are at that point wondering what will happen next. But I don't know who I'm prophesying to, but there's a word that's coming strong in my spirit. The Lord wants somebody to know that he is your source and your supplier. So don't, don't really get your mind so troubled because you don't know what is happening. Um, you may not know what is happening, but God does. He knows exactly what is happening. And just give God a praise for your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Fuzia, for receiving that word. Now, I want those of you listening to me to spread the news right now. I'll be preaching a very short, a very short sermon. And I believe that to be a blessing. And I'm... Just want you to connect to someone. Hallelujah. Yeah, the Holy Spirit wants someone to know that He, God, can take care of you. So do not get your mind so troubled because of what you have or what you do not have. The Lord can take care of you. Blessed are you who are listening. Blessed are you who believe this word. Hallelujah. Amen. So today, I just want to talk about the importance of the leadership of the Spirit in the church and the Christian's life. 
it may not be an expanded sermon, but just as I said, it's a sermonate. And I just want you to believe that the church or the Christian um, is supposed to be led by the Spirit. Not the other way around. Not we trying to lead God or trying to make suggestions for God to, to get himself obligated unto. The most important thing I want you to understand is you have come to that point of the encounter. If you have encountered God and you know who God is, you realize that you cannot even attempt to lead him. The awesomeness of God, the omnipotence of God, the fact that God is so awesome that his breath alone, to put it, his breath alone can sweep a nation out of existence, then you should understand that you cannot even imagine ever trying to suggest to God that this is the way that you should be. But that's cause for that submission, the spirit of submission. Praise the Lord. It's so important that we understand that. Hallelujah. Now, so today I will be focusing on much more on the preacher. Those of us who are preaching, thank you, Mesha um, and all of you who are sharing. God bless you. Hallelujah. I'll be talking on the preaching. The preaching, especially the preaching we do today. You know, the church of Jesus since Pentecost was not formed to be controlled by the minds of men. That's what you should. So I have to put it this way. The church was not organized around men. The church was organized around the Holy, Holy Spirit. The church of Jesus since Pentecost was not organized or was not organized around men. It was from it, it, the church was, was is men. I mean, but the fact is that the pivot, the, 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 the motivation, the propeller of the church was not meant to be men. It's supposed to be the Holy Spirit. That is why Jesus told them that, look, you cannot do anything unless you wait for the, the comforter to come. Because the church is supposed to be organized around the comforter. In the Bible says, that's what the Bible says, that as many that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. So the whole thing is, how, I mean, the, the, the benchmark is about the Holy Spirit and His leadership. Where we've got it wrong is that we have managed some way, somehow, to take control of the work of the, what should naturally be the working of the Spirit of God. That has brought the church into a place of so much talking without seeing much of, of, of the manifest of God's omnipotence, His presence, His power, the songs that we sing that we are distant from in, 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 in practical terms. Beloved, it, there is a calling here tonight, to this afternoon, and I'm speaking from Ghana, so it's an afternoon here. There's a calling that the preacher has no right to preach anything when he has not heard anything from the Lord. The preacher has no right to preach anything when he has not heard anything from the Lord. Because Jesus' own earthly life, he did say that he will not preach anything. He will not say anything unless the Father has first spoken. So now the question is that how many of us can honestly say that our preachings were, were, were spirit-led, consciously that we knew or we know that the Spirit of the Lord was, was, was the one who dictated the message, who burdened us with the message, who placed the, the, the load of the message on us, that until we preach that message, 
we are not free. Is it that the Lord has assessed our environment and has laid the burden on us to speak concerning what he, the Lord, sees fit? Or is it because we are trained preachers who know how to speak, who are very good in oratory, who know how to present sermons? Is that what matters, beloved? There are many things that we have got wrong. Number one, our quest for popularity. I must say there is nothing wrong being popular. Great men of God who God used were popular. But, but to, to seek popularity for self-esteem is, is, is an evil in itself. And that is what we get because many times we don't draw the line where God makes you popular and not you trying to make yourself popular. And many preachers, we've got ourselves in this uh, this drama, this situation where we want to do everything to look popular. The church is striving so much to be popular. So we have, we have bedeviled with some form of competition that is opening the gate for satanic infusion and direction. We need to be very careful about this area, beloved. You can be popular. And if we make popularity as the measure of success, then there's a problem here. Because one can be popular but not be pleasing to the Lord. In the same way, one can preach a good sermon, but it may not be the burden of the Lord. You can preach a very good sermon. People will, your audience will clap for you, but may not be the burden of the Lord. Just imagine that God gave you that opportunity to speak for him. That he will speak through you, but it ended up that you spoke for him. Instead of he... If each of you allowing yourself to be used by God. Beloved. The most important thing is to do what God wants us to do. The most important thing is to say what God wants us to say. The most important thing is to have the courage to share the mind of God. It doesn't mean you are perfect. It means you have availed yourself without limitation for God's use. But we have a problem today that we please many, but we don't please him. We are ready to please many people, but not him. We are, many, we are ready to preach sermons that will make people so happy, but not make heaven happy. Because we're not ready to wait upon the Lord and and, and get the burden of the spirit before we speak. In many respects, we've tuned our minds to preach that which will make people happy. So we end up making people happy, but perhaps not making God happy. What will we accomplish in the sermon we have preached? Will it touch somebody's life and transform someone? That should be our goal. Amen. So what do we do with a preacher? 
Is Saturday enough for preparation? I must tell you that Saturday night is not enough. Saturday night is not enough. You need to spend time in God's presence. We need to, we need this, we need to create that culture of spending more time in God's presence. That we're not just rushing to His presence and, and then a few minutes after rush to the pulpit and preach. That's our that's what has bedeviled us. That's what has gone wrong with us. And I use the word ask all of us. Perhaps few people are, are an exception. But the issue here is that many times preachers don't take the time to spend more time in God's presence. We are, we are so quick to talk because we know something that we must say. We, we have it in mind already. So we want to talk about it. It may be good. It may sound logical. It may be right. But it may not represent God. We have to get into encounters. We must be coming out of encounters to bring unto the people revelation. Hallelujah. We must come out of encounters and bring unto the people revelation. Revelation. Praise the Lord. Revelation. The mind of God. The mind of God. That's what we're talking about, beloved. The power of God's mind. God revealing his mind. What at this moment is God's review of the church, of you, of me. God using someone to share it. That is the burden. That is the message. That is the spirit's voice. Is different from I saying something for God. Beloved. So I say we need to spend. It's as though this message is the preacher's message. We need to spend time in God's presence. We need to, we need to allow God to speak to us. Not all people have the privilege of hearing God quickly. Some, it takes time. There are others who have this grace ability of hearing God so quickly. But the most important thing is one must hear God. Before you go talking. All the things that sometimes we say. And all the, all the better than me. Or better than thou syndromes. And all things. Are just human. They are fleshly. Because if actually you are on the wings of the spirit. You not have time for that competitive practice. If you are the wing of the spirit. You not have time. You not even have time. The luxury. Of thinking about, about, I mean, competition or self-importance or, or, or trying to uh, project yourself for popularity. Praise the Lord. So it is important that we get this. Amen. It is so important that we get this. The Lord wants to speak to his people. You are chosen as a vessel. He didn't say go and speak on my behalf. He said, I will speak through you. So the Bible says that that which they have seen, they have heard, they have experienced, that which they shared. But what do we share today, beloved? What do we share today? That's what I'm talking about. Great message, great talking. It can come from an old preacher. It's not about how old you are. You can be an old time preacher and still not preach Christ. You can be a bishop, you can be an archbishop, very experienced preacher and still not preach Christ. At a particular moment. And we must all acknowledge. 
when we know that his presence is far from us, that manifest presence is okay. When Jesus was on the cross and he realized that the father distanced himself from him, he said, Father, Father, why have thou forsaken me? How many men of God can testify that you are going to the pulpit and you could not feel the presence of God? You could not sense him around you. You could not test, I mean, you, it's as though he's distant from you. I mean, we must be honest. He didn't appear and he didn't appear. He didn't manifest and truly he didn't manifest. If he does, the congregation and audience will experience God and testify that this message is not just an oratory. It, there is power behind the word. And that's what I want to say. The preacher's message. The message to the preacher. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The church must, must depend on the spirit. The spirit must have its word. He must lead the church and he wants to lead the church. And many times we allow ourselves to be ironized around the humans. We get become the, the iron man. The iron man. Everybody's mentioning your name. Now some people are, you know, when you allow yourself to fall into that situation, you, are, you, are, you may be gradually becoming a, minister, a, a, a Lucifer of a form. Because the enemy can set you up. Because you want popularity, fame. You want people to adore you. I believe that when Lucifer saw that the heavenly beings were worshiping God and he was leading that. Thank you, man of God. Man of God, Jonathan Loco. God bless you. This man of God was so good to me when I was in uh, New Jersey. God bless you. Beloved, I just want you to understand this. There is a trend now that God needs to open your eyes to see. You know, we have ionized ourselves around people. We enjoy the praises of men. We, we, we want people to clap for us in, at everything we say. We want people to, to, to praise us that we have done well. That is, that is ministerial luciferism. It is a kind, it's another form of luciferism that is in the church. And beloved, we need to rise to this because... Listen to me, somehow, somehow, men are taking the seat of the Holy Spirit. They are trying to position themselves where God only must sit. It doesn't matter which title you hold. Entitlement is not the issue. It's about your submission and humility to the Holy Spirit. He is God, you are not. Praise the Lord. It is time. Thank you, Fuzia. Baron, God bless you. God bless you. You know, it, it's just time that we acknowledge our, our, our situation, our errors, our wrongs. I say ours. All of us, we know that we've got things wrong. We've got things wrong. Oratory, big speech, doesn't mean the mind of God. You can have big speech, great theological presentation without the Spirit's involvement. The Holy Spirit may not have perhaps to speak long all the times. You know, we just have to know what is the mind of God. That's where we've lost it. We are focusing on pettiness. We are focusing on better than doubt syndromes. Instead of getting deep into the Lord and knowing the mind of God, we're looking at something else. Oh my God. Amen. This afternoon, I just want you to know God wants to use you. Not you trying to use God. 
You can have all the talents, but you need a certain humility to allow the Spirit of God to use you. Amen. That's why we need to seriously learn to submit to the Holy Spirit. We need to learn to submit to the Spirit of God. It is not an easy thing. We grow in it. There are things that I, I couldn't do then that I can do now. It's a matter of growth. It's a matter of humility. You know, you cannot grow in God if you don't have humility, if you are not humble. Because not any, everything that God will do, that will make sense to you. So you must have that childlike mentality, that, that desire that God, if it is you, I'm with you. Hallelujah. Beloved, we are the center of it. I just want to see the seriousness of what is happening in the church. The kind of drama that is coming the body of Christ. With all this, how can the heathen be convinced about God? They are waiting to see the manifest power of God. But our, our desire to take the seat of God, to hold the seat of God, where God belongs, we want to take that hold, to make ourselves popular by force. We use all sorts of things to make sure that we are projected. We look like this. Even among the men of God, there is this competition of who is greater. Who is greater? That's God to determine. Beloved, that is for God to determine. You can be an archbishop, but in the eyes of God, you are, you are not an archbishop. You can be a, a, a cardinal, but before God, you are not. You can be the pope, but before God, you are not. And that is the fact. What titles men give you, different from how God sees you. So it's so important that we get this right. It's so crucial that we get this right. Let the Spirit have its way. And many times, one who asks me, where the Spirit of God, you know, many preachers fear that when they allow Jesus to take control of the church, uh, uh, there, there, there will be this way of um, the church getting out of hand. Some people are very, they are so, so mentally organized that they don't want any disgrace. Yet they cross, they cross, they cross. Listen to me. They cross will surely offend. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, you can't be in God and not, if you want to serve God very well, get ready to offend others. Because not everybody will buy into the modest operandi of the Holy Spirit. It is important that we get this correct. Too much talking, and sometimes you sit and hear the same storyline as though this person, I mean, listen to me. When somebody is preaching the mind of God, the audience will know. When somebody is speaking the mind of God, the audience will know. Because the Spirit of the Lord will bring conviction. If you're also just talking with your oratory and your drama, they will know. The problem is, you know, we hardly spend time with the Lord. We hardly spend time. We are good at drinking tea, sitting at tea, feeling the big man, the head pastor, the bishop, the this. That you have this thousand following you. you. You have all the... Listen to me. That's why many people have lost their initial grace manifestations. Because listen to me. You've come into management and administration. Instead of that humility that God has given you to serve him like a child. Oh yes. Oh yes. We need the excellency of his power. We need the excellency of his power. 
I am telling you, we need the excellency of his power in our days. We have not convinced the world enough. We are talking about Jesus. We have told them that our Lord heals. We talk about our Lord delivers. There are people out there who are saying, where is his power? Where is God's power in these days? Hallelujah. Teachers against prophets. Prophets against teachers. Apostles against prophets. Everything. Because of somebody wants to claim the seat of popularity. You want to be known as the most popular person. We strive by every element to make sure that we, we establish ourselves. So we are here. Big names don't make don't mean God is pleased with somebody. You can have a big name, a well figure. You might have started well with God in humility, but pride has eaten you up. You've grown into arrogance because of a certain talent and ability. So you don't see your sinfulness. So you don't see it anymore. You don't see your sinfulness anymore. You don't see you don't see what God is showing you you are not able to see the review review report of of god concerning your life because you are full of yourself organized churches that sometimes you see that we are more interested in how people will feel about us after service than how god will see us you are afraid that somebody will get offended that perhaps the Holy Spirit manifested in a certain way and it didn't please the person's organized mind. So you don't want to, to, to offend the people. You prefer offending God than offending people. What sort of a church do you have? Say, so I'll build my church. And the gates of haste cannot stand. But the gates of haste are standing because it's no longer Christ building his church. Many churches are built by men. Many churches are built by men. God didn't establish them. They may, men established them for their self-glory. Men established them for money. Men established them for fame. Men established them for popularity. Men established them for other reasons. Yes, I'm telling you the truth. Not everybody will buy into this. But who the cup feet wears it? Hallelujah. Who the cup will feed will wear it. We think so much about, about, about our, ourselves. You know, we think so much about ourselves. We run our emotions into, into so many things. And, and we think that, you know, how many times you think, I tell you something. The mind of God comes. Jesus walked on this earth in humility. You cannot say you are walking with God and be arrogant. You cannot say that. It doesn't matter how talented or gifted you are. You may have the gift and, and, and you can have the talent. But if truly God will back your work, then it must be the humility of Christ. But many preachers, many preachers are not humble enough to, to design the mind of God because that humility that is needed for you to accept the mindset of God even the review of yourself is not there we are arrogant we are so arrogant in these days we are so arrogant and the base of this arrogance is our emotions I'm telling you I'm telling you hallelujah I just want you to know this that the Lord God, the Lord God, 
He cares about you. Praise the Lord. But the fact that God loves us doesn't mean that we must just do things anyhow and assume that God will back them. Praise the Lord. And it's so important that we understand this. It is, it is important that we get this. The Lord wants to lead this church. You can see things. You can open. I mean, we can say things. But everything we are doing must follow what heaven is doing. He said, I will not do anything or say anything unless that which my father is doing. Now the issue here is, if that was Jesus' earthly life, how can we do so much and say so much which do not actually represent represent the mind of God? If I come to a church or if I'm going to preach somewhere, the first thing I need to ask myself is, Father, and that must come in a very humble way. You know, you don't try to, to pretend humility. You must, you must be humble. Go before God, humble. It's only proud people who don't see, don't see any need of change around them. But the humble will know that God has something to do with you. And I pray, as many of you who will extend this message unto the preachers, unto the preacher men, unto the preacher women, as many of you are sending this message onto platforms, the time has come that we must make the Holy Spirit the leader. That is the object of this preaching. That time has come where we have no right to preach unless he has given us a message. That time has come where we must spend time in his presence for him to review us first before we can go out. That time has come when he must send us. He must send us. We must not go. We must not go in our strength. He must send us. Church business today is looking just like a secular business. There's too much of business-like approach. There's too much of business-like approach to ministry. It is it's looking not far different, not much different from, from secular business. And it's time, beloved, that we humble ourselves and accept these errors and pray to God to change the situation. We need a change, a dynamic change. Your title and your entitlement do not really mean it. There's something you have to know. And I'm praying to God that so many preachers will hear the sermon today. I'm praying to God that through you, so many preachers will listen to this sermon today. That we must not be in a rush to preach. We must be sent. And we cannot preach a message that he did not lay upon us as a burden. And burdens come from the spirit of the Lord. We cannot always want to talk because we know we can talk. That's why people are fighting for pulpit. People think that this and that. And I'm, you know, let me tell you something. The time has come that you must be a carrier of divine message. You are a messenger. There is a, somebody who sends you to an audience. So a messenger will carry a message to an audience. And listen to me when we are talking about God using you. The Father's Spirit 
will use you for a people. He will speak through you unto a people. That is ministry. I pray to God. I pray to God. That as you hear me now. As you share it with your pastors. As you share it with your apostles. As you share this message with your, 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 your bishops and your archbishops. Let us remind ourselves that the titles do not really matter as our time in his presence, as the message that he gives us, as the people he sends us to. We should not be looking at what people want, see, how people see us first, how God sees us. I'm telling you this truth. It is time we wake up from this deception. It is time we wake up from this deception. It is time that we allow the Spirit of the Lord to have his way. Amen. And it's time we come out of these deceptive ropes. God bless you. Share the word. Spread it. Whichever country you are, share it with the pastors and the preachers in that country. Let them hear this message. Share it with your pastor, your apostle, your bishop. We all can drift. So be that when you share this message, if there be a case of any having drifted, we'll wake up and come to this truth. May the Lord bless you. My name is Prophet George. A word from the prophet's mouth. Amen.